Welcome to the Living Your Best Life podcast with me, Iremi Diata. I'm super excited that you're tuning in today. Today's episode is about God's plan and birthing my daughter Faith earlier this year on January 4th at 25 weeks. I'm excited to share my experience with the stillbirth that I had with Faith Diata and the experience that I had in the hospital and how I've been able to, what you would call, I mean, overcome this tough, you know, life experience in the past couple months. And, you know, I, with this episode, no matter, you know, where you are in life, if you have experienced a loss, I just want to fill you up with hope. Um, That's really my biggest goal with this episode. And I'm with you and I'm sending you positive vibes, love, and, you know, just my biggest hope to you that you continue to, you know, work towards your desire so that you can reach all your goals and that you can live your best life ever. I found out that I was pregnant in early August. And right away, I knew I wanted a natural birth. And this goes back to when I gave birth to my son, Raphael. And the experience I had, my birth um, plan with Raphael was to have a natural birth. But unfortunately, it did not happen go the way that I wanted it to, right? I I received the opposite. Um, I was unable to do skin to skin with him, which made me really sad. And just really the transition to taking him home was pretty tough. I did experience some baby blues and um, my milk, you know, didn't come in on time. And, you know, I did not breastfeed for as long as I wanted to and you know I I just had a very medicated heavy medicated birth with Raphael um, that experience I knew that I did not want again I did not want a um, heavy medicated birth with Raphael and what I started to do even after giving birth to Raphael I began to do my own research around having a natural birth. And even during the time that I was pregnant with Raphael, you know, I was doing the same thing. I was researching. My routine at night would be to just watch all types of births, natural um, births, home births, natural births at the hospital, C-section births, all types of births. And I did that just, again, to educate myself and know, okay, what does it look like, you know, to have birth other than what's shown to us on TV. And I also read a lot of books and literature that I learned through, you know, just searching the web and being on Instagram. But again, I I said, you know what? This time I wanted to be di- different. I know that my body can do it. You know, I know that I'm strong enough. It's strong enough to, you know, be able to give birth um, the natural way. And, you know, I 
schedule my appointments for my to see my um my OBGYN and you know just get things started. But at my eight week doctor's appointment, I experienced something that was very uncomfortable. I went for my appointment and I was sitting there for an hour and time went by, 10 more minutes went by after the hour that I waited and no one came to tell me, hey, um, or alert me that, hey, Iremi, um, we're falling behind schedule and, you know, you might have to wait a little longer or would you like to reschedule? No, I had to go up to the receptionist and actually reschedule the appointment myself. And she told me, well, you're rescheduling for next week. By the way, you're going to have to wait quite a long time when you come in next week. Not what I wanted to hear. I eight weeks pregnant because I was ready to hear my baby's heartbeat. And I was ready to, you know, really just... have my mindset like ready to like you know what let's get this done this is my birth plan I was ready to share exactly what I wanted but I just felt uncomfortable something told me you Amy you know it's not gonna work out if you're still here and you know getting this type of um, service, right? Because, hey, I pay health insurance, right? I, you know, deserve to have great service when I go to the doctors. And then also, I deserve to be heard. And I deserve for my OBGYN, my doctor to, you know, be my biggest advocate and help me, you know, through this natural birthing process. So right there, I decided, you know what? I'm going to find another, um, you know, doctor, midwife to go to. Doctor, midwife, OBGYN, you know, when I say those things, it's midwife, right? I said, you know what? I'm going to find a different midwife. And, um, you know, earlier in the year, I remember reading um, In a Maze Birthing Guide. And the stories in that book just inspired me even more to know that, you know what, this is what I want for sure. Like all these women have, you know, gone through these natural births, like I can do the same, right? So when I was researching different birthing centers, the closest one that I found um, from my house, right, from where I live, was 45 minutes to an hour away. And a lot of people told me, well, Irene, that's kind of far away. Like, what are you doing? I said, no, no problem. I told everybody, I read a story in Inamay's birthing guide of a woman whose birthing center midwife was an hour away. I said, I can do 45 minutes, okay? If she can do an hour, I can do it, right? That story empowered me so much. Oh my God. So, you know, I found the birthing center that I wanted 45 minutes to an hour away. I went to an orientation and I loved it. As soon as like the first 10 minutes that they were talking and, you know, it it just... I was just so happy. Like I knew my soul told me, you're in the right place, Remy. You're in the right place. So I said, okay, I'm not going anywhere. And I got even more excited when they said, you know what? The check-in for the baby and all that, it doesn't take too long. But we take time to talk to you and see how you're doing. And that made me feel so amazing, even more comfortable to say, you know what? This is where I'm going to have my baby.
right? At that time, I didn't know it was going to be a baby girl. But yes, this is where I'm going to have my baby girl. And I was super excited. My husband, you know, he supported me 100%. He said, hey, whatever you want, let's do this, okay? So, you know, weeks went by and I, you know, continued to educate myself. And I would you know, mentally, I would just really just go into my birthing experience, right? My natural birthing experience and really, um, you know, envision what it was going to be like, how it was going to feel. Like I wanted this so bad because I did not want, um, a heavy medicated birth. Like I did my first, um, the first time with my son, Raphael. So, man, every night, again, I went through the same routine. I would watch um, natural um, birthing birthing videos. Um, I would find all types of literature and, and research um, just to really educate myself on, you know, what options I had. And then, of course, at night, I, I would always have Raphael with me, and I actually, you know, would show Raphael the natural birthing videos so that he can kind of like, you know, be part of it as well because I wanted him to be in the room when I was giving birth. So I wanted it to be, you know, something that he, he, you know, probably had a glimpse of, you know, him at two years old. Who knows, right? Um, it might make him feel comfortable. So... You know, I really like in my soul, I said, you know, what? this is going to happen. I'm going to have a, a natural birth. Like I'm super excited. I'm doing all this research. My midwife, she's amazing. Um, you know, she's educating me. And, you know, I started looking for a doula and just seeing, okay, what my options were and how my experience would be with my, with my midwife in the room, my doula in the room, my son, my husband, and, you know, my mother in the room. So I was super excited guys. And, you know, I aligned myself with the, with the natural birth story that I wanted. You know, I was not going to settle for less. I knew my rights. I knew what my insurance company was going to cover. I knew it all. And you might say, Iremi, you are like, you were like really, you know, like geeking out over this. Like, yes, like beyond because I knew deep down in my heart that this is what I wanted and I was capable of doing this. And it was my right to be able to choose a natural birth. Okay. And, you know, a lot of people ask me like, oh, how was your, you know, how, how was your um, pregnancy with Faith, you know? And at first, like, I knew it was a girl because, oh my God, the first eight weeks, I was just miserable. I actually have video of myself, like, you know, just super tired, complaining, and just not being myself 100%, you know? Um, but obviously, after the first eight weeks, I started to gain my energy back, and, you know, I continued to, you know, go to the gym, do my thing, stick to my cellular nutrition, and, you know, just started to feel really good. I was feeling amazing. Like, by December, my energy was off the roof like whoa oh my goodness it, I felt amazing I said wow like this pregnancy is the best you know right towards the um the end of December but then you know after the new year so 
um, December 31st, I was with my sister and we were ready to bring in the year, super excited. And I remember eating dinner with my sister and, um, you know, I, I rushed to the edge of the, of the couch and my sister was like, Oh, what's wrong with you? And I told her, I said, no, faith is kicking me. And she had these strong kicks and, you know, just talking about it right now, I can feel her kicks, you know, in my belly. Like she was a strong little girl. Like she is a strong little girl. Let me tell you something. Um, so I said, no, you know, she's kicking me a lot. You know, she, she gets excited when I eat food, you know? Um, and then the next day, you know, January 1st, I woke up, you know, we all went to bed late, right? Because we were celebrating the new year and I just felt really tired, you know, like my body was like, just felt sore. Like, you know, I just, you know, I did like an overnighter and I stayed up late, whatever. Right. And, you know, January 2nd came around and third, and I really didn't remember if I felt her, um, after January 1st and on January 4th, five o'clock in the morning, I remember just laying down in bed and I knew something was wrong. I remember praying to God and, you know, just really just saying like, you know what, God, whatever your will is, it will be done. And, you know, if it's what I think it is, you know, I, I know you're going to give me the strength, you know what I mean? And I remember waking up and I made an orange cream shake and I said, I thought, you know what, maybe this will like wake her up and get her moving again. Um, I had my shake. I was just sitting in bed and again, I was just you know, talking to her and, you know, just saying, hey, Faith, are you in there? What's going on? What's up? Like, mommy's here. And I knew, you know, like I had to get to the hospital. And when I got to the hospital, I went to the emergency room and I just told them, you know, I've just been feeling tired and haven't really felt the baby move much. I really don't remember. And immediately, you know, they told me to go you know, up to the, you know, top floor to the maternity ward so that the doctors up there can, you know, just check me out. And I was put into a temporary room and I remember being strapped in, um, you know, the monitor on my belly to try to hear the heartbeat. And, you know, I remember hearing um, heart, like, you know, something like heartbeats, but, you know, when I was talking to the nurse, like, I knew that they kind of knew, um, because they were checking me, and they were having issues trying to find her heartbeat, and again, you know, there was some type of heartbeat that I was hearing, but that was just my placenta, the noise from my placenta, right, and, um, you know, long story short, um, the, the, the OBGYN on call, he came over, you know, they got more of the advanced ultrasound and, um, you know, he told me the worst thing that, you know, any, you know, mom to be wants to hear and that, you know, he said, um, I'm sorry, there's no fetal movement, nothing at all. The baby's there, but you know, there's, there's no, fetal movement and you know I was just in shock and disbelief and I was also disappointed and 
it was just very sad. I remember just feeling very sad, you know, because I had all these, you know, hopes, right? My first baby girl and, oh my God, Rafael is going to be a great big brother. And my family was so excited because, um, you know, we, my mom has two nephews, two, um, grandsons and she was ready for a granddaughter, right? I was more excited for my mom more than anyone else, you know, because, um, I knew that she really wanted a granddaughter. And if you know, if you have boys, boys are super duper energetic and we just needed a different vibe in our family, you know? So having, you know, faith, it was just going to be amazing. And it still ended up being amazing um, having her, although I wasn't able to really like take her home or anything. But, um, you know, when they told me that I had to give birth to her, you know, and that they were going to help my body, you know, start the process to um, get into labor. Um, I remember before being moved, you know, they asked me, so, you know, um, who's your midwife? And then when I told them that my midwife was actually at a other hospital, like 45 minutes away, it was interesting. One of the um, midwives on call there in the hospital that I was at, she asked me, she said, why did you leave? Like, why did you go to another hospital um, for a midwife? And that right there, I was in shock. Like, I was already in disbelief and in shock that, wow, you know, my baby um, is, you know, is not moving inside me. She's gone, right? But to hear them ask me, like, oh, why why did you leave? Like, you know, did we treat you bad the last time? And it was just interesting. Like, wow, that was their concern during that time, right? But whatever, I said, you know, I told them, you know, I was just, I told them, hey, I was looking to have a natural birth and I decided to go to the birthing center because that's what I wanted to do for my pregnancy, for this pregnancy. And, you know, they moved me along to, you know, the general room and they started to give me, um, you know, they started with the pill and it's called, I guess, prostaglandin. And basically, you know, they first gave me the pill oral. I took a total of seven pills. I took um, four oral and three were inserted into my cervix. And basically what that did, it was just to ripen the cervix so that I can get ready to, you know, um, you know, get contractions and, you know, going to labor, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but let me tell you about, you know, from the time they gave me those pills to the time that I gave birth to Faith, I was still determined. When I tell you, I was still determined to have a natural birth. Like you would have thought like, Amy, what's up with you, girl? No, I was determined. I was going to have my baby. Okay. The natural way, like I envisioned it, like how I wanted it to be, okay? And I'm going to tell you something. This birth with faith was a success because I got that. Listen, I dreamt it the way that I wanted it to be. My happiness, courage, fulfillment, and empowerment 
were not attached to faith in physical form. The payoff was really in the feeling of accomplishing my natural birth. It was the feeling within me that mattered as I dream of my natural birth right up until the day that I gave birth to faith. The level of clarity that I gained when I decided that I was going to have a natural birth and that I was going to be in control set my soul on fire. When I tell you on fire, that's where the determination came from. You know, I'm content with faith not being here in, you know, physical, not being here in physical form. You know, she's in non-physical form and, um, and I'm all right with that. And my husband, you know, we're content with that because through the experience of having her in my womb and giving birth to her, I fully manifested the dream of being in control and having fulfilling during birth, right? Trusting my body to the fullest, feeling my uterus contract, feeling every contraction as it shifted from front to back, and feeling the ring of fire as I came into alignment with the desire that I manifested, that I manifested having a natural birth. And that was the focus. So when I had faith in my arms, finally, and actually she was born breached, but first, and you know, I having her in my arms, I just had this there was this just energy, this aura in the room of just happiness and love and just excitement. Like I was just on cloud nine. Like I can't, it's hard. It's really hard to explain the feeling that I had. Like, I don't know if it was people's prayers. I don't know what it was, but I would have to say like, you know, um, if whoever, you know, when you realize that you're in alignment and you just feel excited and you just feel joy and nothing's really going or happening around you, you just excited and just there's this fire inside you that just, you know, can't go away that you're just happy and excited and you're, you're just feel unstoppable. That's how I felt. Because I manifested that my dream of, you know, being able to, um, you know, have a natural birth. And that dream, you know, started way back, you know, when after I had Raphael that and or before I even had Raphael, that was a, a dream that was just implanted in my in my soul that it was going to happen. And, you know. It just took another birth, right? A just a gesta- gestation of, you know, 25 weeks for that to happen and to get into alignment of having a natural birth. And, you know, I, I spend time with Faith every single day. I talk with Faith every single day. She's with me all the time. She's with my family and I all the time, you know. I believe that we have eternal life. So, you know, for me to hold on to what could have been, what should have been, what I noticed is that it wasn't making me feel good, you know. And after I had faith, what happened to me 
um, was just incredible. You know, she gave me so many gifts. Um, she really helped me to give birth to this new Iraimi. This Iraimi, not really a new Iraimi, just this Iraimi that was ready to just break out of her cocoon, you know. And faith really um, allowed me to step into this you know, new, new person to really just get realigned with, you know, my inner being, because in the fall of last year, while I was pregnant with faith, I was going through not, I wouldn't say depression, but I was going through a difficult time where I was trying to find alignment. Like I was really struggling to just find myself again. I kind of like felt lost, you know, and Faith really helped me to find myself again, to um, really focus on my deepest and truest desires and really to live a bold and an amazing life. And the greatest gift and, and the way that I can honor and that I'm honoring faith is to live my best life, to live a thriving life, to live unapologetically me, to, you know, be happy and to be courageous and you know to step out on faith that's really how I'm honoring my daughter and if you have been following me um you know on Instagram and you've seen my posts and you've seen where I've how far I've come you know the reason why you know, I, I get up every day and I just, you know, focus on just being better and focus on taking care of myself, my body, nurturing my body through, you know, cellular nutrition and exercise is because that's how I choose to honor faith, to live my best life like I would have wanted her to live her life. Like I would have showed her, showed her to, you know, live a courageous life and be happy and, you know, love others and, you know, to be in this world to create and be in this world to, you know, be her best. And I'm living that same way to honor my daughter, Faith. And, you know, the, you might ask, well, what was the point where you decided, like, I guess you're not going to be sad anymore or you're just going to, you know, be bold and, you know, really walk out on faith, right? And what happened is about two and a half weeks after I gave birth to faith, I remember it was a Sunday night and I was, and I was um, crying in a familiar, I had a familiar experience that I had in the, in the, um, at home that I had in the hospital, right? So when I was in the hospital, I remember um, actually my midwife that I had with Raphael, when I had gave birth with Raphael was actually on call. And, um, you know, one of the things she said, she said, she basically told me, she said, you know, um, this will be a horrible feeling that you will never forget. Almost saying that I will never get over this, that, you know, um, you know, this is something that I'm going to live with for the rest of my life. But the way that she said it was like with no hope. She didn't give me any hope. And at that moment, my inner being said, no, 
That's all I heard. No. And I felt like almost like a pullback. Like, like my inner being said, no, Irene. That's not what's going to happen, right? So then fast forward to two weeks, right? When I'm home after I gave birth to Faith. And this was before I actually got, um, I brought Faith's ashes home. Um, I remember crying, just crying so deep. And and just, I was so sad. It was about 1230 um, midnight. And again, my inner being spoke to me, right? And my inner being said, enough. And after that night, I never cried again. After that night, that's when I decided, you know what, Iremi? You have to move forward. You have so much more um, to do. You have so much more life to live. And, you know, faith is with you. Faith did not go anywhere. And after that night, I, that's when I remember I took my first before picture. I set goals. I decided to declutter my house. Um, I started to write more poetry. I decided to actually, um, you know, disconnect from social media and really just focus on meditating. I meditated for a solid week and a half and that helped me so, so much to, you know, find my alignment, right? Faith made me aware of, Hey, here we go. Like I had a spiritual awakening, after I gave birth to faith, which again, when I say, oh, she gave me gifts, that was one of the gifts. Like it was that spiritual um, awakening and that al- the alignment and that stepping out on faith and, you know, just just living, like decided, deciding like to really live, like live my best life you know, without apologies, um, saying how I feel, how I truly feel, saying no to things that I I don't want to do, just really being myself, you know, that's, that's the push, like, that's what she allowed me to do, and it was just unbelievable, like, oh my god, like, you know, I'm, I'm four months, you know, say four months postpartum from having faith, and, um, again, I mean, I, I guess you can say like, you know, this is what courage looks like. This is what, um, you know, you know, when people say like, Hey, you know, you just have to have the courage, just, you know, go keep going. This is what keep going looks like. And this is what it looks like for me. You know, we, we all go through, um, hardships and situations and, you know, we're responsible for how we deal with our stuff right? And this is how I I choose to deal with um, faith. And, you know, I I know some people might find it weird, like, hey, you don't really mention her a lot and all that. And it's not because like, oh, I'm going to get sad or anything. It's just because, you know, like she's with me all the time. And, you know, I acknowledge her sometimes, like, you know, to the world out there. And, 
um i don't know i'm just happy and you know i like i i started seeing my therapist in the fall and again it was all alignment i feel like you know things were just getting in order um for me to you know really fall into seeing my therapist um after losing faith and you know i continue to see my therapist today i've been seeing a therapist since i was 15 years old and um i've been lucky enough to find amazing therapists that you know i can just vibe with and who get me and who again advocate for me and support me and you know i continue to to do that to this day i continue to take time and um meditate i continue to you know box um boxing again it's another um it's another piece to the alignment that faith help me to you know to step into and you know as the weeks go by i still see it i still see how you know she has really left a mark um in my life in my family's life you know we all have a different perspective about death right and you know death changes people right and for me what death symbolized um not really death in a sense of like oh gone never seeing or you know like it's made me realize that life is more than just physical life is more than what we can touch see and hear um life is again life is eternal life is um never ending you know faith never ended so you know i'm really grateful and happy that i'm able to share um this experience with you um next i'm going to share a poem that i wrote um one of the poems that i wrote i wrote several poems and i'm planning on publishing a poetry book in honor of faith and you know i'm still working on it and basically every time i meditate like you know i just add to this collection of my poetry and of course i can't leave out my husband francois he's helping me putting putting um put it together so um yeah i'm going to share this poem with you and um i hope you enjoy it um and please share this out you know with the world who knows we might be able to you know impact some lives with this i know that it will for sure because you know all of our stories matter and the reason why we experience things is to learn and you know to also be able to show others that hey you know if i can do it you can do it and i know that sounds cliche but um really like again like i said in the beginning i hope this gives you hope that you know things might seem like oh my god is bad but you know really take a step back and you know ask yourself why is this happening and dig a little deeper and dig for those answers and really prioritize your well-being um how you feel matters um and please make sure that you know you prioritize you feeling good about yourself about where you're going the things you're enjoying the places that you're going as well 
um, because you really matter. Your well-being matters. Thank you so much for tuning in for episode four. I'm grateful that I spent um, a day and a half um, holding Faith, looking at her at her beautiful face. She was going to look just like Raphael, by the way. I remember playing um, lullabies and rocking her, um, just like I did with Raphael when he was a little baby. I, I wanted to make sure that I did that with her too because it was one of my favorite things to do with Raphael when he was a baby boy, play lullabies and sing, sing to him. Um, so this poem is called My Body and I wrote this when I decided to love my body, love myself, and um, when I decided to stop beating myself up, um, and you know, I decided to stop blaming myself for what had happened, right? And um, our bodies are amazing. Um, they are magical. It's magic. It's magic being able to grow a human in your womb and give birth and give life. So um, this poem is a, um, a way to honor my body and celebrate it. Um, so my body. I am proud of you, body. You are more than just skin and bones. Your womb has the power to multiply souls. You hold the secret to flow with pain. Your magic will never be explained. The world will say that you failed. I am proud of you, body. You birthed. Thank you.